welcome to MJNB. We are your hosts, Michael, Jacob, Nicholas, and Byron. We talk about real shit and dive into the world around us. Today we have a guest star with us, our good friend Vanessa. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about global warming and colonization of Mars. And to lead us into it, we've got Michael here. All right, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was Elon Musk. So he put out a statement saying that if he makes it to Mars first with SpaceX, he's going to claim it as his own territory and keep it as his, which is illegal because we have treaties around the world stating that we're not allowed to claim planets like that just because other people can't get there besides like the major ones like uh, Britain, the U.S., and Russia. And uh, yeah, Jacob, you have some thoughts on that? And um, yeah, I actually do have something to add to that. So, they say that like he can't um, colonize or like own a planet, but it's like, who's 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 to say that? You know, like nobody nobody's there. So who's any person to say that he can't have it? You know. All right, Nathan. It's true, and I, I it's such a dick measuring contest between. It almost feels like billionaires to get the space. You know, they just want to prove that they can do it. And, you know, they might be able to get to space. And there's huge potential in that if they mine asteroids and stuff like that. So they could definitely uh, benefit from that and make tons of money. So I, I guess that's the drive to get into space. But like you said, nobody could ever enforce that because space is supposed to be free. All the, most of the world signed a treaty for that. But, you know, again, nobody's going to enforce that. Trump is the only person who ever had some, you know, space force idea. Um, but I know Vanessa has something to say, so I'll go ahead and say something. Oh, well, I was just going to say, like, I don't think it's necessarily billionaires are going to be, like, starting, like, just, like, this race. I think it's going to be, again, like, the different countries, like, back, how back in, like, the 80s or, like, 70s and how they were just racing just to go up in space. So I just think it's going to be like that again to see who's just going to take over Mars first. It's not going to be SpaceX or just, like, when... Or how Great Britain is gonna do it, or not Great Britain, I mean the UK, or just like China or whatever, like whatever country makes it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be sort of like international waters in the way that you know it's not particularly anybody's. I mean, outer space is gonna be different. It's gonna be like the Wild West. You know, if we ever do really optimize the way to get into space and like space travel, it's gonna be. We're gonna have outlaws. We're gonna have all kinds of law breaking and shit. And you know, just like international waters, some countries are gonna be like, oh, you know, it's gonna be a dick measuring contest. Like what Vani said earlier, <laughs> it's gonna be a dick measuring contest. You know how like, you know, China is always saying shit like, well, well, um, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, uh, I'm in international waters. You can eat my ass. And then they're like, ah, we're gonna blow up your shit or some shit like that because China. And anyways, um, a lot of people don't know that uh, during the the space race, um, Russia made it to the moon first, even though, uh, what what was that astronaut's name, Neil Armstrong, uh, Armstrong. uh, he's the first man who did land on the moon, step foot on it, and a lot of people like to disbelieve that and be like, oh, it was all fake. But Sputnik was actually the first uh, first one. It was like orb 
that made it to the moon first. And yeah, yes, Nick. Yeah. He, so they beat us to space, but we beat them to the moon, and that's what we're so proud of. Even though it, what's funny is back then our whole goal was to beat them to space, and then we lost that, and then we kind of like, oh no, 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 that's not actually what our goal is. We're, we're trying to get to the moon. And it's. Uh, they're trying to like save face because uh, we lost and we didn't want to take that loss. And we're like, oh, actually, we were just trying to go to the moon. And then 50 years ago, I'm not going to go into it, but supposedly when we got to the moon. No, just because I don't feel like we should even colonize like the Mars first because I don't know. I feel like we should think about more in the future because the sun is going to just blow everything up. And, and so, so I'm just, just like, like we, we should just start, start looking, looking at more like further and like the, the other like um what's it called the galaxies galaxies and, and just so we could like humans could like survive that because I just don't want to like bring in new life into this world since I'm a girl and just being like oh in a couple of million years we're all gonna be blown up so I just I feel like it's weird and dumb. I feel like it's a very pessimistic look at life. Because, I mean, you can always look into the future, but nothing's guaranteed. They say that, but is that, you know, is it really going to happen? We don't know. We don't know when. There's no point in living in fear like that. And so, definitely, I don't know if I'd agree with that. But also, I feel like the whole point of going to Mars uh, is to get, to try it first, to figure out. Because obviously, Mars isn't going to be the place where we end. If we get into the next planet, we want to go further and see how far we can get. I feel like that's the whole point of space oh. travel anyway so you, you, you feel, feel like you're, you're building, building up, up to it but you can't you know take a leap before you take a step as far as space travel and surviving on another planet with tons of harsh conditions uh, and so i feel like if we get there a lot of the struggles that we're going to have is going to be things that we don't even think about you know like how do you do food because there's solar radiation that hits mars because there's no atmosphere around it so that kills most living things and so not only do you have to deal with the fact that you have to grow food underground with electricity, with lights, now you got to figure out how you can power those generators because you can't bring all that fuel there, you know. And then you got to think about housing, you know. And I know they talked about 3D printing housing there, but, you know, you have, realistically, they want you to be under three feet of ground to survive all the radiation because you get more there in like a day than they get in a whole year for an astronaut. So, you know, there's a lot of... Definitely huge problems still. And, um, yeah, I feel like, um, in a way, like, if we were to colonize Mars, that is, like, um, looking forward, like, looking into the future towards the human race, because that is the closest planet to us that's the closest to inhabitants that we can reach at the moment. Like, like you said, if we were to try to go outside of the galaxy and shit, that would take, like, motherfucking like light years type shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like yeah light years at the least so to get to another galaxy yeah so humans uh, kind of don't really live that long but if we were to the, the thing the thing why we're trying to colonize Mars is to further the human race like the earth is already overpopulated as it is like we're running out of materials and eventually with even more and more overpopulation all of our materials eventually it'll be years years down the line but eventually um our materials are gonna run out so we'll look to other other planets and the hope is that if we get to mars then um 
could figure it out somewhere else. We could figure it out somewhere else and give Earth a little time to like. It's it's natural. It's natural things that could like either regain like wood type shit, like wood and like all that shit. It could like kind of accumulate and like get back over time, but um. I'm headed off to Vanessa right now. Okay. No, just because, like, I don't know if I mind. But just, like, yeah, like, I know, I understand why, like, in Mars, like, we'd want to, like, go there first, like, to, like, how you said, like, to be, like, just take more steps and, like, to try to evolve us. But at the same time, it's, like, Mars, like, doesn't have a bunch of, like, the resources that we need that's just basically here on Earth. But the humans that are, do go, to, like, to Mars, we wouldn't be able to, like, they wouldn't be able to come back because their heart, like, the ones that are born in Mars, they wouldn't be able to come back just because their hearts wouldn't would stand, yeah, yeah, they would, it would affect us differently, like, it would affect them differently, and it's just, the procedure is too much for them just to be able to come down here, but... And just feel like it just it would waste more of our resources and just to be able just to go up there like yeah earth is like we're running out of stuff but i don't feel like going to mars would just necessarily help us um yeah well to branch off what well there's two things uh to branch off of what you said earlier vanessa there is about not wanting to do mars and trying to find a different planet outside of our solar system there has been, uh, in 2015, on July 23rd, uh, NASA did announce that they found the closest thing to Earth, which was Kepler-452b. And it, it's, I'm pretty sure it was twice as big as Earth and has just as much resources, if not more, uh, like we have on here with just the same atmosphere. Oh, no, definitely have more. I was reading about that, actually. Yeah, it was... Uh, but also, how cool would it be? Uh, because, like... Imagine all the technology that we have here, trying to rebuild that on Earth. Could you imagine how insane that would be? Like for, like just for my, from my standpoint, plant, being able to play, like, be here at this house, or just any house here in the U.S. and being able to play like Call of Duty with somebody from Mars, dude, that'd be insane. Yeah. So actually, Kepler four five two B is sixty percent larger in diameter than Earth. So it's it's almost as big. So um. So to bring back to what we were kind of talking about, I, well, specifically what Jacob was talking about, I feel like that's one of the great filter things where we have to get past a certain level and like just like traveling, you know, through space, wanting to get further into other galaxies. That that's a filter for civilization. And so you know, this could give theory back to like the ancient civilizations having more advanced technology than we thought. Was that maybe they didn't get off the planet? They got destroyed by some cataclysm because you know asteroids are all over the you know, space, and then, you know, or it could have floods, whatever it is, you know, it's a crazy place. Um, so maybe this is one of the filters, so if we can get to another one, then I feel like that's, that is the future. But also, um, someone had mentioned about traveling really far, like light years, uh, to get to another galaxy. So I think we'd have to, um, I've heard it talked about, we'd have to be turned into AI, basically, or some kind of robot, put our consciousness into something else. And then, you know, maybe we'd have to have, like, frozen humans or something. I don't, I don't know how we'd do it, but I think we're just advancing towards technology like that because that's the only way you can, in a way, transfer or, like, populate the universe. I, that is something that I wanted to talk about in a later podcast, but 
to branch off of what you did say, that's what uh, that's what Jeff Bezos and uh, Elon Musk also want to do with the Neuralink that's coming out in July of 2022, and by incre- by incorporating stuff like the show Black Mirror. They're going to, what he wants to do and what the government is trying to legalize right now is whether they can implant those into prisoners so they, like, who are serving multiple life sentences, they can serve a thousand year life, or a thousand year sentence within hours. Within hours. And that, that's just insane to me. Could you imagine, like, having prisons control the, like, the site or the brain functions, functionality of the, um, of humans like that with the, uh, with the Neuralink? Yes, Jacob. So you said they could serve, uh, like, thousand, thousand year sentences in, like, minutes? In, in like, an hour, like, a couple hours, yeah. So then what's the point? That doesn't make any sense. If they go in the same day for death row, like, let's say they have, like, a thousand years. And they serve it 10 minutes. Do they still get out later? Even though they feel like they served it? Yeah, well, that's that's what they're that's why they're trying to debate it. Well, I believe they still they want to do something more humane about people like on death row because like like we had a conversation the other day how we had a conversation the other day about um about having uh, whether he, are we allowed to play God with people's lives and having a jury system decide whether they should have somebody killed or not. Who's, said, who's telling us that we should be able to decide that? That's why they're trying to do it a more humane thing, like have maybe a three or four day sentence for them, but it feels like 200 plus years in their mind. Like when you're, like let's take a lysergic acid dithalamate, for example, because when you're on that, it alters your perception of time and makes two minutes feel like two hours. Sometimes two minutes can feel like 15 minutes. It, but to them, they can control um, how much time it, they perceive differently. So it could have major effects on their body. It could have major effects on their mind and mental state. Yes, Byron. Um, so from my perspective, I feel like that's even more inhumane because all that would leave you with is a severely broken, mentally unstable, crazy person. And think about it. Let's say they serve, they're serving a life sentence. Let's say it's a 25-year-old person. They're serving a life sentence. So 75 years, whatever, life sentence. And they serve a whole 100 years inside, let's say, these neurochip links. They come out like three hours later. Then, you know, let's say the person lives to be 85. That's another 65 years of having a mentally unstable person that you would have to keep inside psych wards because they're not stable enough to live out in normal society with us. I well, feel like that would just cause more problems. That's inhumane too. Well, that's that's what they. That's why. Um, that's why Elon Musk is teaming up with uh, who's that creator of Facebook? The uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. The Zuck. And he's coming out with the metaverse at the same time as the Neuralink's coming out, so they could have them in a like, in a virtual prison that would feel exactly like their life through the Neuralink chip so it can have them uh, serve let's say they have 25 years but it's they're still getting rehabilitated in that prison system that they're that they're having so what the like AI guards and stuff so they're gonna have those people serve out their sentence there so they can quickly induct them back into into society as fast as possible they could even get their education there 
and it I, in my mind it seems it definitely seems a little bit more humane than in putting them down because if let's say you are serving multiple life sentences that is the punishment you should be given instead of death death is the easiest way out like let's say you just committed multiple murders and um, so we uh, let, yeah let's say you committed multiple murders and you think death is too good for this person it's the easy way out that's the way that they're going to see it they're like oh yeah i just killed somebody too bad i'm just going to die i don't care it's not me who's going to suffer for it. it's the families so when they get those life sentences they can serve that time multiple times over and have that yes uh nick i think we're just getting a little bit off topic um, I definitely see what you're saying. I think we could say that for another podcast. I feel like it's a whole other subject to get into. But it was a very interesting point because I think it did play into what I had to say. Uh, but I do think that uh, we should bring it back a little bit. Yeah, bring it back a little on topic. To, uh, um, so we talked a little about Mars colonization. Um, I think we should um, delve into uh, I mean, I have a global warming, or do you still want to? Let me let me say one more thing on that. So. Um, if anybody has ever seen The 100 on Netflix, it's a wonderful series. Um, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. So, um, you know, if anybody is currently watching it, I'm giving you a fair, fair spoiler alert. So, um, I'm going to give it about one minute. So, skip ahead one minute. So, basically, after season five... or at the start of season 5 basically the 100 they figure out a way to move to another planet because earth is currently about to be destroyed because of some selfishness of the humans and so they try to make their way to another planet and the way they do that is they hop on a prison ship which you know they had in that universe I guess and all the people were able to undergo stasis while waiting for 130 years or something like that, and then the so stasis like woke frozen. them up on a timer once they reached the planet. Is uh, sorry, is uh, stasis like cryogenically frozen? Yes. Okay. Okay. And Jacob, I saw that you had this. So then, um, if they're frozen, do they feel the time go by? No. no. Felt like minutes. Because all the because there's a frog where if during the winter it just burrows down, freezes to death, and then heart. Just I I don't know if it actually stops, but it gets so low that it's like not detectable, and so uh, once it comes back up, then it like shh, but it doesn't you know recall that whole time. Like every, all their functions going shut all right, down. All right, hey, let's stop talking about it. spoilers. No. All right, Vada, you can come back. I know you don't want to hear the spoiler. All right, let's get into let's get into uh, global warming. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so, global warming. I feel like it is definitely a thing. I've seen it, you know, in the state where I live. When I was a kid, the winters were a lot more harsh, there was a lot more snow, it was colder. And uh, these past four or five years, the winters ain't been shit, really. I mean, you know, we have a blizzard here and there. But... um, For our area. For our area. But I just really, I've really been able to see it where we live. And I don't know. I feel like it's absolutely a thing. And, you know, it's debatable. You know, Earth does go through warming periods. But uh, I feel like this is man-made. Go ahead, Jacob. And like you said, the winters, um, 
they've been shit lately because because um uh we we um at the moment we all live in utah so the winters are harsh we get snow like a motherfucker and then the past couple years we've got maybe at the very most a foot of snow we usually get like foot and a half to like two to three like spread out through the entire winter you know yeah the ground's covered for months Exactly, it's covered for months. There's ice usually all the time. The mountains are always covered in snow, and um, these past couple of years, it's it's like at the most for the for the whole winter span, it was like maybe maybe a foot, and I mean in some places that seems like a lot, but for Utah we get we used to get snow a lot. So um, snow days though. Yeah, just to give an example, they shut down the ski resorts because there wasn't enough snow, which is crazy because yeah. that's one of our hugest. Um, yeah, earlier this year, it is it so. is 2021, December, so prime skiing season, and they actually shut it down. They shut down the biggest ski resorts, Snowbird and Alta, for like, I think it was four or five days because there wasn't enough snow. This year? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, this year. Man, that's crazy. That's what we're known for. But... Like, it was literally on like all of our license plates, like best snow on earth. Greatest yeah. snow on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Greatest snow on earth. And we had to shut down our ski resorts. It's too bad. Because I, I know they have machines that suck out all the carbon. Like, they have machines that can do that, but they just don't suck out enough for how much it's produced. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't make a dent. And so, like, I know there's alternatives of, like, hydrogen-powered cars, which use carbon dioxide, I believe, mix it in with it and make fuel. And then I know there's electric cars, but both of them aren't really that clean because you still have to get that energy somehow. I get the lithium... For the, for the batteries. Yeah, so, you know, no matter what, it's going to be always an issue. And I don't see us getting to fix our planet because it, it would be really hard. Like, I think it would have to be, like, 100 degrees every day on the planet for the world to come together to agree to, to do something about it. And the world has done something before. We used to use this chemical in, like, spray cans called, like, H2-something. And... Um, we realized that it was causing other greenhouse effects on the planet, and so we actually did orchestrate as a planet to get rid of that and replace it with other things. Uh, so we're not doing that anymore. Uh, but now that we do CO two, you know, we basically nullified that, and you know, nobody wants to give up their energy because that's, you know, that's what we have. That's what we kind of need. I feel like if people were more like educated on the fact that everything, like, if we all did like our own like little parts and like just trying to not conserve energy, but just like the CO2 that's making literally our atmosphere like break up into like pieces. Like, I forgot what it was actually called, but we it would definitely help, but I don't know about other places, but in Utah, we have like the Green Act, in which by 2022, we want to be like just green, so like no companies or like cars that we want to like produce like the- So like no carbon the emissions? Yeah. Like that's what we want to do, but I don't know if I should can happen. Michael, did you want to say something? Yes. Um, so I was going to say, we did do a lot of messed up things into our atmosphere. Like um, in California, for instance, this is one of the big things that they still do is they'll put um, silver nitrate out into the clouds. They'll fly right above them and start dropping silver nitrate in to force it to rain because the silver nitrate... Act- it goes into the clouds and messes with some of the molecules in there and starts creating the precipitation, mm-hmm. which is rain. 
and starts doing it, but it pours down a harmful chemical because that it's making, which is an acid-type rain. Even though it's still helping the crops and the ground get uh, get water so it can it can feed it, it's going to kill them off much faster and stunt their growth. Yes, Jacob? I'm not trying to um, discredit anything you said. I just... Because I, I, I didn't know about that. Is there anything we can, like, look up to... Yeah. Uh, it's, silver, it's called sky seasoning or something, isn't it? Yeah, sky seasoning. It's uh, silver nitrate into the atmosphere. All right, so while he's looking at that, you want to explain a little, a little more about it? So crop dusters will usually, or they'll get different planes sometimes, but they'll fly just enough above the cloud to uh, sprinkle the, the silver nitrate in to allow it to rain. And they did it. They did it a lot more, and, and it creates a lot more heating since it's the, the acid rain. It, uh, I forgot exactly what it does that creates it to make it hotter. But that's why you see La Nina or El Nino in California a lot worse recently than it has been in the last couple of years. Because the the reason El Nino happens is because of the the warming of the ocean um, is creating is messing with the cold air above it and creating like harsher winds, typhoons, and sometimes even, um, I believe it was in Chile, they'd have droughts so bad that people would die of famine because their crops would die, their, their stuff would die. And like, um, I think in Vietnam they do. Yeah, and you know, cloud seeding and all this good stuff, you know, we could possibly make it a thing on Mars since Mars does have relatively thin clouds and, you know, they're somewhat rare, but they do appear near the equator. Um, and I guess that's just one of the building blocks of white of life as we know it. But that goes back to what Nick said earlier about the great filter. Jacob, I know you had some ideas on that. Uh, yeah, so, um, so the great filter, I'm just, just going to talk about that for a second. So the great filter is basically... Um, the step, basically the, the, we know basically the steps that a planet kind of has to take to have a, um, a habitable atmosphere so that life can grow and evolve and get better and smarter and have cognitive functions and stuff. It's basically like, um, for example, it has to go through an ice age and if it could do that, blah, blah, blah. And life survives. And life survives. There could be another thing like maybe the atmosphere isn't strong enough to, um, like, hold so up, up, up the meteors quick enough. So mm-hmm. they'll hit the planet, right? Mm-hmm. So, bah, 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 right there and there. That's another one. And then if it survives all these, and then um, eventually, this is where we're at right now, um, sentient human beings that um, have a. that have. A consciousness and they can they can think about things on their own they can learn they can evolve they could grow and there's more filters after us that we're not even sure about yet because we I mean, can't even know what they are yeah we can't know about what they are and we haven't gone through them so we don't know what it is so and that basically with that being said um there's a theory the reason we haven't seen life aliens or aliens or anything like that is because Maybe it just so happens we are the first, the first, and that's, I know. It's, it, it could be out of luck, or it could be lucky or not lucky. And, yeah, it's hard to believe, it's hard to believe that we, we happen to be the first, or 
the other like there's other life out there that have past these great filters that they're far beyond our even comprehension of how smart they are. <coughs> and then um uh, Nick, I'm gonna throw it to you real quick. Yeah, and so that being a basic filter, and there's filters for everything, you know, like you it, it doesn't really matter whether it's an asteroid or whether it's just if you're in the Goldilocks zone, those are all filters basically. And so what Jacob was saying was that if there were to have aliens on other planets, even if there was an alien on our planet right now, we wouldn't be able to see them unless we, they had some kind of like radio signal sent out or something. But that means they had to have achieved that technology, right, to, for us to see them. And so that's one of those filters. And so maybe the reason why we don't ever, well, I think aliens personally exist. I want to state that right now, just from the shit that I've seen. I second that. But... You know, if, for people who don't believe it, I guess a good reasoning could be that they maybe they haven't got to that filter. You know, maybe we're all in that same place right now in the filter. You know, so we really don't know how that could change things. And so, Jacob, you said that you there's like a lot of great filterings that have happened on Earth that you haven't really heard of, correct? Well, I mean, there's things that we haven't gone through, so how do we know what's going to happen if we haven't gone through? Well, I, I would like to say that there there is one that the Earth has been through before, before the, the extinction of the dinosaurs. It was for the, uh, the Permian-Terrassic era. It was called the Great Dying, and it happened 251.6 million years ago. And... 97% of the world's, uh, like, it, all the species, 90. 97% of the world's species died out, except cockroaches and alligators. Well, what, what was the cause of what happened? It was, uh, it was a meteor, it was a giant, giant meteoroid, and it caused, when it hit, it caused the biggest fireball I've ever seen, wiped out 90% of everything on Earth. Yes, Nick? And yeah, and that goes back to like the filter. Like, you never know what could happen. Whether, like, obviously asteroids hit planets all the time. There's only so much we can do about it. Our planet shutting on time. There's only so much we can do about it. So maybe we got lucky in the fact that we're in maybe the perfect time to get as far as we did. Um, but I I do know the one you're talking about. There's a but there's a greater one than that. When the first organism that ever existed was just like a little um, like single cell single cell organism and eventually it figured out how to use light as energy right and so it used carbon dioxide and light and then it filled all the world with well it was in the water with oxygen it oxygenated the water which killed them off and then it started over and over and over until basically evolution was like oh you know if we if you have an organism that can use that oxygen then you know you get rid of it and then there's an equal balance and that's how evolution or like the whole uh, I guess pyramid of uh, species, you know, because like there's always the top species in water, you know, sharks. I feel an like apex animal. Yeah, an apex animal, exactly, and that's what led to that is that um, one change from that single cell that decided to do something differently that started the whole evolutionary race between prey and predator. Survival of the fittest. There's got to be somebody at the top. But life started multiple times, so if that's the case and that life can start multiple times if the basic elements are there then why couldn't it happen somewhere else on earth and i feel like that's what's really driving our drive to go somewhere else because yeah maybe we want to escape our planet for when it explodes but i don't you know i feel like it's also for not wanting to be alone i feel like it's a huge drive for for people yeah and um 
Going back to what was said earlier, what uh, Michael brought up, the Kepler 452b. So it's, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. If I recall the article correctly, it was 550,000 light years away. Pretty far. And it's 60% larger than Earth. But the Earth is only four-ish, 4.5 billion years old. And Kepler-452b is 6 billion years old. So it's a little bit older than Earth. And also, Kepler-452b is a year is 380-ish, 385 days. So that's how long it takes to revolve around the sun, whereas, you know, Earth is 365 days. So, I mean, it's only 5% larger than the year of the Earth. So that's why scientists are saying that's probably our best chance. But damn, that's going to be a hell of a journey. And who, sorry, Oh, and who knows if there's like, because we don't even know if there's life on that Earth right now. Yeah. We just know that there is a planet that's like ours and that it's a little bit older than us. So there's probably 1.5 billion. Yeah. There's a huge possibility that there is already life on that Earth. Yeah. And so we're just, it's crazy. What also is interesting is their perception of time would be different than ours. Their days would feel different. Everything like that would feel completely different because they're because remember, time is a perception that humans came up with. It's a completely our idea. It's not real at all. Uh, and so, a day for us might feel like five days there. And so it'd be so interesting. Maybe that's how we do space travel. Maybe we slow our brains down so that. Like, all our cells are going slower, and our perception of time feels slower. But when we actually get there, it only felt like three months or something like that. But we traveled light years because of how we wired our brain. It would be the best way to do it. Yeah. So, if you could look this up real quick, because I'm not 100% sure. Jamie, pull that up. What, uh, I'm on it. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. So, um, it, right outside of it was either Jupiter or Saturn. They found a. They found that there is actual alien life. No, they found uh, signatures, signatures of chemicals that could indicate that there is. Yes, because they find they because they did find microbacterial um, life forms, which is technically alien life. They found uh, chemical contrails from them, which are only produced by one other thing which is earth earth species like the animals and the humans and the bacteria that we produce what do you mean like nitrogen well uh that's why i'm having them look it up it's uh see exactly what the what the chemical compound was that they found out there it's um so it was a specific like uh chemical structure or it's so it's something that can't be made naturally in nature they supposedly because we find weird things all the time. Yeah. Um, so supposedly, if this chemical's there, it had to have been made by something there because it doesn't, it couldn't have been created naturally. And that's their, that's their basis of thinking there could be something there. So it's a chemical compound? Yeah, so they scanned it with, they have like special... Infrared sensors. Well, yeah, like infrared, but it like senses like certain wavelengths and you can tell certain atoms and what they are on other planets and that's how we kind of 
no other planets and what's on them, like through Jupiter's uh, gas or anything like that. Um, and so they found that chemical that they've only ever found here on Earth, and so that's why they think it could be something. Um, do you want to expand on that? Or? Well, if I was to, um, so like Nick said, his personal belief was in aliens. I also do believe in aliens. But um, to expand upon that, to expand upon what we were just talking about, um, about what I think they found was an alien um, life form, was because of that uh, particle. But Nick, I believe, pulled up something, and I have a feeling that he has something he wanted to say. He was well with like Mars pollination, even though it's like a basic step uh, of getting somewhere else. Eventually, we'll get to a planet, and maybe there will be life on it. And so, would we treat that life differently? Because the thing is, we think about. Cows and stuff like that. We treat them like, oh, they're just livestock, stuff like that. If we went to another planet, you think we just, if we could, you think we just take over the whole planet and then just treat them like animals? Like Avatar? Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's a good thing to ponder, to be honest. We would 100% do that just because humans, because, like, it's pride. Well, yeah, it's pride and too much. Like, we have to, like, it's here because, because, like, Knowing that, because there was other types of uh, human, like other species of humans on this earth, and we just happened to be the lucky ones that survived it. Yeah, we're the lucky ones that survived it. And so now, internally, we're like, okay, so we're the top dog. We're the ones always going to be the top of the species. Like, how we treat all animals is complete and total crap. And so if we went on another earth and decided to, like, like, like and there was like there was like, like, there was like, like other spe- um, other species on it. We, we would totally, totally just be like, like, oh, what the heck? Like, like this is weird. And we, at first, I truly believe we tried to be like, okay, we're gonna live harmony. Like we're gonna try to harmonize with them, just because they're, it's their planet. But at the end, it's like, why do they get just to control it? Yeah. Like what if like? And it's like no, it's we should realize it's their planet, but. That's, that's just how humans are. We're just, that. yeah, we're, we're just, just always trying to compete with other, like, even like our countries are trying, we always try to compete. That's literally the Olympics. We're competing against each other. And just, okay, Jacob, go. Before. So yeah. let's say we stumble upon a planet that's uh, not to our intellectual level. You mm-hmm. think we would take them over? Like, them or what? yes. And then, that, with that being said, right there, if we were to find a planet that was like either like us or smarter than us, what do you think would happen? We would either fight them, we would either try to, uh, hardest to try to like harm it, to be, uh, to be in peace with them, or just we would rather or fight them. Because, why do you, why do you say that? Because humans always want, they're not. I feel like humans... We're never happy. That's yeah, we're never doing. happy. We're, we're just trying to like find a problem. And they hate the unknown. Humans hate the unknown. So they're scared of it. And so if we are trying to go to another planet like, and we find something else, it's just the, that being scared and also like just being intimidated by it. Um, it's like it's a terrible thing. And with going with... Uh, meeting a species on another planet that wasn't as technologically advanced as us, um, you know, we, we probably would take them over just because we want their resources. And what if aliens 
are here actually and they're already doing that maybe that's what uh alien abductions are is that they're trying to study our species more and that's that's what they did is they took us or animals because there's a lot of animals that got abducted and dissected and we found that so maybe they're already here and they're already having that effect on us and we don't even realize because they maybe they because think about all the energy that would be needed to travel across the solar system. Maybe they don't have the firepower. They, they can't bring all their guns and everything. Maybe they can only bring a scientific research vehicle to go investigate. And so that maybe that's why they stay so secretive, because they don't know our intentions and we don't know theirs. And so, you know, just like we might take over them, maybe, maybe they can't do that right now. And maybe they're just studying us to figure out how to take us over, you know? So there's, there's a lot of possibilities. And to go into that detail right there of what you just said about aliens, um, our grandpa, he, he told us, didn't he, after um, after the Roswell, New Mexico crashing of that alien thing, supposedly was a hoax, after the government went in there and removed it to go do testing on it, not too long after, they came out with the Blackbird, which was able to break the sound barrier twice and go higher in the sky than it should have been at the time of that technological advancement. And that's why Grandpa also believes in aliens. Mainly, mainly because that there is no coincidence there. Our technology at the time was so low tier. They're pretty sus. Yeah. SR-71. I would beg to differ. I would say I, it is weird how advanced we got so quick, but it isn't if if you look at any current um, aircraft, like think about the F-15, for example. It took 15 years before we even knew about it and before that technology became such a mainstream thing. Millions of dollars over budget. And with the B-2 bomber, for example, we tried to hide that as long as we could. But think about it. We had so much, we put so much focus on it. Maybe it wasn't so much that we got help. Maybe it's just that we changed our priorities to thinking well this is what's going to help protect us because dogfighting was huge military superiority in war that's what made america so great in the battle against the germans and so maybe it isn't that aliens helped us and maybe there it is maybe we maybe it crashed maybe we learned something about it maybe we learned about things being more aerodynamic or better materials or some because we had titanium that we had to use for the sr-72 right sr-71 or 71 sorry sr-72 72 but our point being that we had to build new materials but even if you look into how we did that we we discovered how to find alloys that are better at um resisting heat and so I, I, I want to give us the credit. I, w I would not say that aliens helped us build better aircraft, but maybe we learned something from their stuff, and that's how we got a little further ahead of the Russians, let's mm -hmm. say. That's true. Uh, one part that one, one thing I wanted to say was that just because I do believe that aliens have, like, I believe in aliens, like, the, they're real. I feel like they're real, but... Tree hugger. <laughs> but the thing is like i feel like they've already like went like they had like because maybe they did like help us like technology advance and like the mm -hmm. the rockets or whatever really like, oh, yeah but the thing is the like engine. i feel like if they did already want to like conquer us they could have like because humans are pretty dumb in that sense of like oh like i don't know if you surprise us we can 
we can get killed off. But I don't feel like they want to, like, I think they're just letting us be for right now. Whether they can or we're, not. Yeah, we're, yeah, they're just letting us be because so it's a we're choice. just, it is a choice, basically. Like, I feel like it is a choice. And Michael, you were next. Sorry. Recently, to go off of that part, what if aliens did, uh, I'm not saying they did help us at all, but I'm saying their technology that we learned from, if it did happen in Roswell, if it if that was really a hoax, why did the government recently in 2020 state that yes, there are UFOs out there and they came out and they said they said yes, there are UFOs out there, there are objects flying around that we not even know what they are and they're going faster than our jets. Uh, Jacob. Um, you said you so, had something to so, say a second ago, didn't you? Well, if I can interrupt oh, you, Jacob, I apologize. So, I, 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 there are videos that I've seen that are about um, spacecraft, and um, I do think there are things here. But actually, because I've read the file that they released, because it's only like two or three pages. It's, the smallest thing in the world. They don't ever say UFOs exist. They say, what they call it UFAs or something like, or UV something or something like that. They're like unidentified aviation vehicles. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out what the name of it is in a second. But they don't specifically say they believe in aliens. They actually say that there's things that we can explain. And to be fair, what if the Russians came up with something like the B-2 bomber? Like at the time, they probably thought the B-2 bomber was a, an alien spaceship. You know, because they had no idea what it could be. On radar, it looked like a duck, basically. And so, you know, what can you really say about that? It's it's really, you know. Um, so what they call them, um, I'm pretty sure, is um, a UAP. Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Yeah, that's exactly that's what they call it. Mm. It's such a back way of saying, though, that aliens... They, In fact, Canada actually has a better database on alien aircrafts than we do because it's all public so you can actually ask for information from the Canadian government about aliens and they're actually working with the US on stuff about aliens or sorry unknown aerial phenomenons so it's interesting that there's other countries that also have the same look on it except for the US we think of it as a danger because if something has better aircraft than us, that's what we're known for. That's what we worked years and years to have the best in, and something just went and topped us. That's you know that's scary to think about, honestly. Uh, does does anybody else have anything they want to say? Okay, and so another interesting subject because we kind of bounced off what we were talking about. If we had a spaceship, I'd. It would have to probably be a really big spaceship because we'd have to have all the life support, all the technology. We have to bring everything from our planet to another planet. Obviously, it's going to be limited because we can only take so much. Because I don't know if you know how much, in comparison, the cargo versus how much fuel you need. It's it's like 80% of it is fuel and 20% of it is actually usable cargo. And that also gets taken up by the um, oxygen you know to keep the air flowing in there mm -hmm. recycling pee and water <clears throat> the whole top of the aircraft is also made of metal so it's also heavy so it 
the actual stuff we get to bring into space is only like 5% of what we could feasibly carry on a rocket ship. And so the struggle we'd have going to another planet is we'd have to figure out how to find resources so that we could build things that we needed there. So as soon as we get to Mars, the struggle to survive would be immediate and you'd mm -hmm. only have maybe, let's say, three months being generous of supplies before you would have to have aquaponics Renewable. or some kind of energy source. That's a great example. You might have to have solar, whatever it is. And so the first people to go into Mars are basically going on a death mission because it's basically a hope that you can survive type thing. Mm. And it's basically like, like let's say you bring, um, so obviously you need um, like seeds to plant like plants and shit. Let's say you can, let's say it allows it in like the little area you built and stuff. You'd have to get those plants to grow in that type of soil see if you can even make them grow and if they grow are they even edible and like do they even have the same gotta make sure the soil is reusable yeah and do they even have the same type nutrients or i mean no on mars actually there's no nutrients in the soil so you can't grow anything uh, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you i just i wanted to elaborate on that because that that is one of the struggles damn and going with the whole not having enough nutrients on Mars, we'll probably have to have some kind of aquaponics and we'll have to bring some kind of animal to fertilize because we can use poop all we want, but we're going to need other animals to fertilize it. Um, and so that's really all we have for today. So we're we'll going to go ahead and tune out. This has been MJ and B. Michael. Jacob. Nicholas. And Byron with our guest star. Vanessa. And uh, yeah, that's all we got for today. Thank you for listening. Peace, positivity, and love. Be safe, guys.